What should we expect from Shota Imanaga in 2024? Let's go. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day alongside Sam Olver. I'm Matt Cozy. Sam and I are lifelong fans taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Thank you for being part of the show and making Locked On Cubs your first listen today. And the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, like the video, and comment anything below. Let us know in the comments section, what are your expectations for Shota and Managa entering the 2024 season. Today's Thursday episode is presented by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. The Cubs signed Shota and Managa last month to a four-year, $53 million deal, although there is some contract creativity in there that we'll get to in a little bit. The left-handed starting pitcher spent the last eight years in Japan, and there's a lot to zoom in with the Cubs' new pitcher. Sam, what type of impact do you think Imanaga can have in 2024 and beyond? Yeah, it's interesting. We really haven't talked much about him since the initial signing. Um, yeah. and, and I th- and I think the reason is because, you know, it's filled with a lot of unknown because he hasn't pitched here. But I think that that unknown has been taken negatively because of his style and his contract. And, 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 you know, we talked about it yesterday with Pakoda, you know, t- to project somebody like him. I mean, you know, this Matt, that diehards or, you know, baseball people, they know the, the, the Japanese league is, is, is the second best league in the world. It's not like he's coming from little league, you know, and to sit there and look at some of the things that, that he provides, I, I just think it's crazy that that, that was his projection. And I, I look, I can't tell you exactly what I think he's going to be, but but some things that I think are very noteworthy about him is that he struck out more than more than a guy per inning in in a league that doesn't strike out. Um, Japanese players are contact hitters; they they don't like to strike out. Uh, yes, he lives up in the zone and he only throws about 92, 93, but he gets a lot of carry. He's going to give up his home runs. He's going to have some rough outings, but, and I know it's only one stint, but, but him in the WBC, him in the gold medal game against the United States, um, you know, like, like this is somebody that could pitch and, and I just don't think these Pakoda stats or these projections have any sort of projections for certain guys that just know how to get outs and get the job done when you need to get the job done. Hey, it's first and third, one out. I, I'm playing for a strikeout here. I'm playing for a ground ball. There's no, there's no analytics for that. There's no um, uh, um, metric for that. It's just called being a baseball player. And I, and I Clutch. think he had, yeah. And I think he has that. And, I just don't think somebody that has an ERA for their entire career under three um, overseas is going to come here and just absolutely tank. So my my expectations for him would be, I I think he needs to be a very solid number two slash three. I think his ERA needs to start with a three in it. I think he needs to be reliable, Um, you know, and, and I think he's going to be all those things. 
the e the ERA starting with the three, I think, is a very fair expectation. Um, you know, the NPB being known as the number two league on the planet for baseball. Uh, you know, I've heard it called four A. I, I could see a path to to that. I don't think it's unfair necessarily. Um, but but how can his ERA starting with the two for his whole stint there be a coincidence? Um, sure, there's pitchability concerns. Um, I, I hear about some durability concerns, being that he's 5'10", 175, which I absolutely despise as an argument. Despise. Yeah. Um, I think that is actually pretty unfair. Countless players have proven that their size, in fact, does not matter, or it matters uh, less than, than we perceive uh, as it's listed on the baseball card. Um, you know, the fly ball rates are, are notable, and we have discussed that before. We know about Wrigley Field, especially in the summertime, being apt to, to more offensive production. But I can't see much right now that gives me a, a, a cloudy feeling over Imanaga. I'm excited that they signed him. He was the first big move of the offseason. Uh, it's clear that they were locked in on him for a while. You know, Jed Hoyer went over to Japan last fall, uh, scouted him, among other people. Imanaga really likes Chicago. You know, the athletic broke a couple times now in stories that he was around for a while, even before putting pen to paper and going to Blackhawks games and bowls and taking it in the city and and the culture and um, the 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 connection and welcoming feeling that Japanese players and citizens have had and in the nation's third largest market. Um, So it seems like a great fit. I I hope he performs on the field. Um, This was ended up being a a bargain and hopefully it pays off. Yeah. And I mean, you just, when you look at his, when you look at his profile, when you look at his page, there just isn't a lot that jumps out that's a red flag besides maybe the home run balls. And and look, the durability thing to me probably uh, comes comes from his shoulder issue more than his size. I mean, Greg Maddox wasn't a very well-built man. Uh, Tim right. Lincecum wasn't a very well-built man. Kyle Hendricks, I mean, there's plenty of, yeah. of pitchers. I mean, this is not exactly power lifters. Nobody's, nobody's asking him to pick up LeBron James 94 feet. He's pitching a baseball. Um, so, you know, anyone that says you know that they're concerned because he's 5'10", 175, well, you should meet me. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm 5'11", by the way. Um but when you what look my at my dad always say you're taller in person. Well, cause yeah, he likes this bit. Cause, cause people, you know, tend he's, to tell he's been me. doing that like every time. Now. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does use that bit frequently. Um, go Hawks. Uh, <laughs> like what, you know, the thing that jumps out to me, Matt, when I look at his page, what his jumps out page, to you, Sam, a career whip of 1.07. I mean, he, my favorite pitching stat. Yeah. He, he doesn't, give up a lot of walks he doesn't give up tons of hits right. the only thing the only thing that's going to get him this year is if i had to predict what showtime Minaga is going to be is for let's say he makes 27 starts 
23 of the 27 starts, he's probably going to have an ERA in the low twos. And then he's going to have four starts at Wrigley, you know, or something mm. where the wind's blowing out and he gives yeah. up about seven. And so he'll end up in the high threes or something along those lines, sure. maybe the mid threes. But that's all right. And 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 Hendricks is similar. But but the thing with Imanaga that I can't wait to watch, and we might know early, we might know early, is do the do the strikeouts carry over? I would think he'll strike out more guys here. Not a lot of guys in Japan have a ton of launch angle or looking to hit homers. You know, we all know the the Kosuke Fukudome type swing. You know, run and hit. You know, um, so they're they're, yes. they're hard to they're hard to strike out over there. So I'm thinking that those numbers could carry over if he if he gives us 160 innings and strikes out 175 men. He's going to be this is going to be a good pitcher for the Cubs and and you know the apples to apples thing is with Stroman. And look, the first half last year, Stroman was as good as anybody in the land. Um, but overall, throughout 162, he ended up having a very mediocre season. Um, I expect the, the total body of work from Imanaga to be better. Some contract details. After the 2025 and 26 season, the Cubs will hold an option to extend Imanaga's contract to five years, which would raise the deal over uh, the deal's overall value to $80 million. If the Cubs decline their option following the second or third years, then Imanaga will have the option uh, to become a free agent. Sam, are, is Imanaga somebody we noted that we're not necessarily going to be checking in with each other or on the show much about spring training performance, but I could see Imanaga being one that we zoom in on. Yeah. Yes and no. I think like I remember Suzuki when he first started, he was pretty rough early in the spring, mm. and then he got off to a hot start. Yeah, I think with Imanaga, you know, I, I said this when we signed him. If he has an ERA that starts with the the number four in April, I'll be thrilled. Like I like that. I, ex yeah. I expect him. I, Kodai Senga almost won the Cy Young last year. He was horrendous to start the season. He was. Okay. I had him on my fan. I had him on my fantasy team. He had three guys on base every inning in April. Yikes! It it, it takes time to settle. Takes time. So you know, I, I I'm really, I'm not really looking at him with major expectations until May starts to hit. Now the counterpoint could be like, hey, if he's pitching at Wrigley in April, he's got to take advantage of that that wind. So maybe that's the counter, but. It's negligible. I think early on, <clears throat> I think Tyone needs to pitch well for this club. I think he's pitching game two, by the way. Yeah, I think you're I think right. Hendricks is going to pitch the home opener. I think you're right. And you think Imanaga for three. Yeah, the fi yeah. finale in Texas. Yeah. I think Tyone needs to you know, carry some weight uh, uh, for this club uh, early in the season. Correct. Correct. That's and, and and right away, I, I'm not going to give him no three or four starts, right? I come out and oh, perform oh, right oh, away. Oh, oh no, no, he, you know, he, he had a so if he starts game two, that means his second start will be against the Rockies. Yeah, I mean, no. let's go, man. No, and I think he's going to pitch well. Oh well, that's man. This illness that you have is really. <laughs> caused a stir over there. I mean, uh, just flowing with positivity. Go Cubs. Well, no. <laughs> well, don't, don't ask me. Don't ask me about Palencia, dude. <laughs> Coming up next. I don't think he's any good at all.
Jeff Passan, one of the reporters that we respect on this show. Is that the right? only? Yeah, there's two. Wow. He made a local radio appearance. Let's get into some of that. Stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Listen to this. You can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. So all the guesswork is taken out when you buy tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with Game Time. We're back here on Locked On Cubs. Jeff Passan, ESPN, National Baseball reporter, appeared with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 on Wednesday. And when I share some of his observations, mainly a quote, uh, which we have a new graphic for, for the viewing audience, and we'll read aloud for the audio listeners, uh, please keep in mind that Passan did admit he was mostly reading the tea leaves rather than being specifically informed, okay? So first thing was he thinks the Blue Jays need Cody Bellinger more than the Cubs do. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, he what, noted what does how, that mean? I don't well, know what He that noted the, the nightmare situation with Otani. He, he cited the Vlad Jr. and Bichette expiring deals in a year or two, mm-hmm. and that the Blue Jays might be playing for more a spot, a, a desperation than the Cubs are. Okay, that um, makes sense. And he also said the Cubs window is, is just opening. If they don't go and do something massive this offseason, right. it's not necessarily a lost offseason, although I think a lot of fans would disagree. Um, he also called Pete Crow Armstrong Bellinger light if PCA is able to eventually produce offensively. And let's share this quote right here on Jed Hoyer. Quote, one thing we know about Jed Hoyer at this point is he's got a price in mind. He'll be willing to pay it and be aggressive in that regard, but he's not going to go chasing something. I don't blame him for one second. Thoughts on that quote, Sam? I wish I had that mindset at high, in high school with, with, with females. You know, he, uh, you know, you, you don't chase, you don't chase, you let them come to you. You know what I mean? Um, all jokes aside, uh, can we take the graphic off? Uh, um, I, uh, I some production issues. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, look that Jeff Passan is the definition of a, of somebody that, that has, you know, a logical, uh, uh opinion, as an outsider that makes sense us diehards. We want to win every year. We want to win the division every year. Jeff Passon covers the whole league. So it's very easy for him to come in and say, Hey, look, 
your guy's window's just opening. What's the rush? Relax a little bit. Well, you know, us daily podcasters can't relax a little bit. Uh, you know, we, we want to win. And last year we felt like we were one move away from winning the division. This year it feels like we're maybe one or two moves away from being the favorites in the division. And those opportunities just don't grow on trees. With that being said, it's still a, a, a very fantastic – what are you laughing at, man? I like the grow on trees part. Oh. I with that, that being with that being said, we have fun know, on this show. I can't speak for the other ones. Go ahead. With that being said, right. It, well, you've said that three <laughs> times now. Please well, go ahead. Because you keep cutting me off. So with that being <laughs> said, I'd like to say that uh, <laughs> uh, it still doesn't mean that this this the Cubs are in a rush, but why can't we have a piece of cake with a little chocolate and and, and you know a little, there is a, little vanilla, a little vanilla here. frosting and eat it too. Why can't we have a great future and then use our resources to go out and spend and win a very mediocre at, at best division? Um, so that's that's what we want. But I agree mediocre with mediocre at that, best. Fan is the Cardinals at eighty four wins, topping the division. Yeah, and and so so I agree. Another, another projection. I agree with what Passon is saying. Um, the Cubs aren't okay. desperate, and, and I would just like them. You know, maybe to be a little bit more because um, I, I want them to win baseball games. He added that uh, he he views Nico Horner to have a, a successful 2024 campaign, even more so than last year. Great. And uh, despite all of this, he does think the Cubs will get one of the four Boris guys, the big names, Bellinger, Chapman, Montgomery, Snell. So, yeah, yeah no, no desperation to go 200-plus million, which – Maybe two or three of those guys are, are asking still, um, but we'll we'll see how it shakes out. But uh, I, I like that quote about Jed Hoyer. Um, yeah, look, that's that's who Jed is, man, and, and 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 it's very fair for you to say, well, hey, we let we want you to extend yourself a little bit more. But he is who he is. He believes in value. He sticks to his guns. He sticks to his principles, and 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 that's and that's why this is. That's why he signed Dansby Swanson because. That deal made sense to him value-wise. That's why he went out and got Imanaga. It made sense. Now, for some ones that didn't, you know, to Tyone at, at 68 never seemed like that was, mm. you know, that Matt made a lot of sense. But, uh, you know, uh, at Mancini. But there's, you know, Barnhart. should that be the last time I mentioned him on this show? I don't know if I'm going to say something like that. You know, because I just, you know, uh, man, does this does he does he really he, he he really irks me? I don't really plan on mentioning him, but I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna say that we're never gonna do it. Excuse me a moment. Thank you. There's been good signings. There's been bad ones. Yeah, that's what's how it goes. That's for sure. Forty nine days until opening day. And do the Cubs have some nice history with that jersey number? Let's can count down the op days until opening day. <laughs> oh, boy. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl week to everybody from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks, and placing some super Bets, you got the game, food, commercials, halftime show, and more. 49ers and Chiefs. Going to be a great game on the gridiron. I'm, of course, going to have my notepad out for the commercials. 
uh, for my classes the next day, going to partake in some good food, and, uh, of course, that great matchup. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. 49 days until opening day as we move closer to real baseball on March 28th. We're going to count down the amount of days remaining with players that wore that jersey number. We just started this with Wednesday's episode, and uh, we're going to keep going at least to close out this week. As uh, right now, our plans are to uh, return with a new episode on Monday, as next week we return to five episodes per week. Pretty crazy. Uh, but we're excited. I think that's a sign that real baseball's ahead. Uh, 49 days. That's not many, Sam. And uh, we have Jake Arietta, who was with the Cubs 2013 to 17 and then uh, returned in, in 21. Um, I, I still remember that trade. Summer of 2013, Scott Feldman, and I believe one other player. Was it? Was it Steve Clevenger? And uh, sorry, I'm muted. I'm oh. sorry, I'm muted. I, 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 it was Steve Clevenger. Yes, Steve <laughs> Clevenger, and and it was perhaps the best return in Cubs history via trade. Yeah, uh, and Jake Arrieta and Pedro Strope. Yeah, and 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 there's a, you would think that he absolutely is the best 49 in the history of the Cubs. He is, but there's. But 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 isn't there somebody else? Or well, am I, I have wrong? Carlos Marmel's name here. I thought did did I thought Lee Smith wore forty nine? Is that wrong? I didn't see that. Oh no! I didn't see that. Am I wrong again? I hold guess on. So. No, hold on, hold on. Because Marmol was with the Cubs for a while. By the way, Longer where does it I say? Thought. Where does it say his number here? I think he wore 49 with the Cubs, man. Well, I'm going off baseball reference. So am I. Well, let me see. It I can't do his... but. Oh, no. Expo. No, no. That he wore it with the Expos. He was 46 with the Cubs. Oh, boy. I was. I thought he wore... I knew. Hey, listen. I knew Lee Smith wore 49. It just wasn't with the Cubs. Listen to this. Carlos Marmel wore it from 06 to 13. And Arietta debuted in 13, but they never crossed over. So both wore 49 in 2013 season, and Arietta wore it from his debut because Marmel was traded on uh, early July. Do you remember who he was traded to? I, I didn't know. I just did not remember this at all. No, no. Carlos yeah. Marmel? No. He was traded on July 2nd, 2013. I don't even Ray, remember. Uh, player to be named later. I don't even, I don't even remember where I don't even remember Carlos Marmol. Like, I think by 2013, he was like a, like a castaway. Like, I don't even think he was a contributor. I remember, I know he pitched right. for the Marlins at some point, but I'm I don't shocked think he was he, still on the team that long. I, I know he pitched for the Marlins, but I don't think he got traded there. I, I don't remember. Yeah, it was the Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers. 
Uh, all yeah. other multi-year players with 49 with the Cubs are Felix Heredia. Oh, the left-hander. Jamie Moyer. Another left-hander. And then we got some uh, some some older eras, let's well, Jamie, say. J- Jamie Moyer pitched till, till he was about ready for Social Security. Uh, Donnie Moore was a multi-year player with 49. That was a while yeah. ago. That's well, be the answer to my next trivia question. And Bill Hands huh. as well, who might have been part of a trivia question. We'll see. <laughs> And uh, so that's 49. Man, what a rich history there, especially with that top that top player in Arietta. And um, opening day is right around the corner, I have to say. Can I ask you a question before we go off the air? Sure. This is not a baseball related thing, but I just it's it's a Chicago related thing. Do you know who leads the NBA in attendance? Is it the Bulls? Yes. Man, what a fan base, despite all the You want to talk about a fan base that is A, passionate, B, enabling. Hey, what, 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 what reason do any of these owners have to win when they're going to make money regardless? <laughs> that is pretty wild. The number one in, a, in attendance, they had a sellout last night. And I heard, and they were like really into the game, right? It was a good game. Oh, they were loud. I wonder what they're thinking and feeling. Like, so <laughs> it's just really about the experience of going to the game. I don't know, man. I haven't been to a Bulls game in a country. You'd have to take out a small loan to go to a game, <laughs> no? Well, you have to take out a small loan at this point to buy a, a thing of, of grapes. Thank you so much for checking out this edition of Lockdown Cup. But this isn't a this isn't they, that type 20, of show. Thirty minutes, and we'll give you all things Cubs with a laugh or two along the way. Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube and Talk smash twenty seven dollars like for burrito for the algorithm, and leave a five star review on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcast. We will be back on Monday. Must be Sam Olber. That's right. Pending breaking news. He's <laughs> Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cubs. <laughs>